Welcome to the Blogger Genius Podcast, brought to you by Milo Tree. Here's your host, Jillian Leslie. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I have two guests. I have Kara and CJ from My Hote Society, and that's H A U T E Society. So, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. This is my first time with two guests. So this is like all new and and you guys are so much fun. So I'm super psyched you're here. And we just did a recording where I'm going to be on their podcast. And so now we're going to do it where you guys are on mine. Yeah. So (laughs) just in terms of, uh, so explain My Hope Society. Yeah, so we are a community for bloggers and influencers. We are based online, but we have a lot of in-person events and workshops. Um, And then we have a ton of different resources. So like guides and workbooks and e-courses to help you um, grow your following, build your blog and learn how to monetize your influence. Now, you guys are both entrepreneurs, bloggers, that kind of thing. Do you mind sharing your stories and then how you guys have hooked up? Yeah, so I'll go first. Um, This is CJ, and I run my own personal blog, um, Everyday Chiffon, which is a fashion, travel, lifestyle um, blog, and I'm just a new mama-to-be, so I'm also really having a lot of fun kind of adding that family orientation part into my blog, but I started um, in corporate right when I first moved out to Denver, um, right after graduating college, and I was kind of the first of my friends to do so. And I used to take random um, mirror selfies and (laughs) as much as I don't love to say I did that, but (laughs) I would take random mirror selfies of like my corporate outfits and everything um, just because I was kind of the first of my friends to be in there. And I had a girlfriend that recommended I start a blog and being the very non-techie side, I didn't know, you know, what a blog technically was. So I just kind of went ahead and started like an Instagram page and I would just like had a, a separate place to kind of post my outfits and give inspiration to some of the girls that were just entering corporate or thinking about entering corporate. And then it's just really evolved into this Um, a blog and a brand that I've kind of run with. It didn't even start as Everyday Chiffon. I can't even, it was like professionista, something so I cringe (laughs) at, but it was just something super random and a a place for me to be like inspirational with my fashion. I've always loved fashion my entire life. Um, It's been something, I have such funny pictures of me as a kid, like dressing up multiple outfits. But um, so yeah, so it really just evolved into something that I had no idea could be a business. I didn't know about blogging. And now I've really brought in like the biggest thing for me in my blog that's made it um, a part of my soul. And from me is my positivity post. And that's been like the main thing that I like to push um, through everything. If you look at my page, I'm always smiling. I'm always laughing. And I really try and bring happiness as a mindset. It's kind of like my blog motto. Mm. Um So that's like a big, big thing for me. That's made it more of like a space for me to connect with people alongside of like connecting through um, fashion and through my travels and through everything else like lifestyle. But that's been like the portion that's kind of a part of everything that I do. So that's really taken off um, and really evolved and really helped me make um, Everyday Chiffon what it is today. And they're super cute photos of you pregnant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's been crazy getting used to these curves, but I'm having fun dressing them up. So, yeah. <laughs> and are you more of 
like of like tight pregnancy, like maternity clothes or more of the loose maternity clothes? Um, you know, I'm finding, I really thought I, cause I'm a big like boho kind of dresser. And so I love free people in those types of brands. And I would have thought that I would have gone towards, um, wearing a lot of free people, but with these added curves <laughs> that I've never had before, um, I've always been very flat up top. I've always been pretty tiny. Um, I found that some of the bigger, looser clothes kind of make me feel bigger and don't uh -huh. make me feel as like, um, sexy or as into like myself as I normally am. So I've actually leaned towards wearing tighter clothes just because then I can show that like, yes, I'm pregnant. I don't just, you know, I'm not just eating a, a huge pizza for no reason. Oh, funny. <laughs> well, you look adorable. You totally Thank do. you. I, Thank yeah, you so much. I, I feel lucky to be pregnant during the summer. So I don't have to wear tons of like jeans and sweaters. I can just kind of be in dresses most of my life. So yeah, totally. <laughs> so Kara, Kara, what about you? Yeah. So I started out in corporate as well. Um, I always kind of had a blog on the side, like it started in college with like an art blog and then I did like a DIY blog and then I kind of got into, um, having my own online boutique. So I designed like different leggings and t-shirts and stuff with my artwork. And then I started to have brands reach out to me and offer to like put their products on my blog because I was blogging as part of my boutique. And at that point, I didn't really know what like blogging was, what influencers were. So I was like, this is weird. Like, this is my business. Why would I want to promote your product? So now looking back, like they probably just thought I was a fashion blogger because I was featuring like different people. I was like styling my t-shirts and showing different looks. So they were just reaching out as like a brand wanting to work with a blogger, but I was like a business and didn't even know what the whole world was. So um, then I kind of decided like, hey, maybe I should have an outlet where I could do this and I could say yes to these collaborations because they were like products I liked and brands I was interested in working with. So I started a fashion blog and it was called Never Skip Brunch. Um, which got confusing because everyone kind of <laughs> thought it was like a food blog. I just thought it was like funny because I like love brunch. I always said I like I love snacks and sleeping in. Uh -huh. So just kind of my jam. Um, yeah. And then I just recently rebranded um, the beginning of this year and it's called Brighter Bold. And it's basically like a movement towards helping women to turn up the volume on their inner voice and kind of find their boldness. Um, and so I've kind of expanded out of fashion and now I have like recipes and some DIY projects and it's a little more lifestyle oriented. So that's been really fun. And that decision was kind of just because I realized it's what my audience wanted. Like they liked fashion, but they kind of wanted a little more let in on like my lifestyle and all the little projects that I constantly had going on. Um, so that's been really fun. That's cool. Okay. So how do you guys then monetize? Uh, separately and then I guess together Which yeah so I think for go ahead yeah for so for our own blogs um we both do like brand collaborations and then affiliate links I would say for me personally brand collaborations are probably my primary source of income um I do have like some affiliate links from like people shopping products that I recommend and all of that stuff but I primarily work with brands okay and I would say like mine is kind of the same way um working with brands like through sponsored or ad posts is definitely like the biggest thing. 
Um, and I found, I know um, my affiliate links have definitely started to take off now at this past like six months as I've been able to grow more of a connection with my following. So I'm definitely seeing more growth there than I have before. Um, but I would definitely still say that like sponsored and, and, you know, ads with working with specific brands and trying to kind of grow that long-term relationship has been the biggest benefit for me on my personal blog. Um, mm -hmm. And then with My Hope Society, we have so many different ways um, through monetizing, still through like affiliate links, and then obviously jumping a lot into like products um, and resources that we give out to bloggers. That's like the biggest thing we want to be is obviously a resource. <laughs> so um, <laughs> creating those and, and being able to kind of help through that has been helpful for us as a business um, as we try and grow and everything like that. Yeah. So I think our biggest thing is like our monthly membership, which is just mm -hmm. nine bucks a month and you get access to all of our courses, all of our guides, and then like monthly events, whether that's like happy hours or meetups. And then you get like or discounts on our, yeah, or workshops. <laughs> and then you get like our big e-courses are like super discounted. So that's, that's it's kind of our main how, thing. How do you guys, okay. Because my husband and I, we run Catch My Party and Milo Tree together, but those are, and they're really different businesses. But again, we do it as a team. Now you guys have your own separate businesses, then you have this together. So how do you manage that? Um, we had, you know, it's been a lot of learning, to be honest. When we first started in September of 2017, it was, you know, we hit the ground running. We're both, we're super excited about what we were doing that we just kind of, ran with it, to be honest, is the best way to describe it. And it was exhausting. Like we found a lot of times that, you know, we were trying to work on our own blogs and we had to take away from something. So we didn't focus as much on our own blogs um, mm -hmm. as we wanted to at the end of last year while we were trying to, but we just like really couldn't because um, we just had too much going on. And then the holiday season hits and everything. And so the beginning of January and the end of December were like a huge, um, you know, kind of sit back and take it all in and see like, where we really wanted to push our focus to what was most important in growing my hope society and what was most important for like mental health. Because obviously if you look at like our blogs, both of them are huge focusing on, you know, mental health and really, you know, being the best person you can be. And so stretching ourselves so thin was the opposite of what we were trying to put out <laughs> through my hope society. So mm -hmm. um, it was a huge moment. You know, we had, I wouldn't say arguments, but we had, you know, really deep conversations of trying to figure out what was going to be best for both of us because Kara has a little girl um, and a husband and I have a husband and had just found out I was pregnant. So it was like we had totally different lives and totally different things we had to push our um, emotions into aside from even just having our personal blogs. So we really did have to reevaluate what was going on. And then to make it work, I mean, I think the things you see for every bloggers, Kara can chime in whenever, but like content calendars are huge. And we really had mm -hmm. to like, for my own business, I had to really figure out what to do. And then when we kind of figured out a strict schedule of like, who was doing what, like I run all the social and deal with a lot of like our Monday blogger moments, which is a new addition. And then Kara does a lot of like the podcast edits, as well as like some of the main resource or blog posts that we do. And then we do like a little side by side of everything else. 
So once we kind of really honed in and figured that out, um, it's we've been able to streamline a lot of things and been able to kind of, um, you know, have certain days where we specifically work on my hot society and then have certain days where we maybe text once or twice, but we're basically just working on our own blogs or living our own lives. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if Kendra wants to add anything to that, but yeah, <laughs> just that it's funny because um, like a lot of people that go into business together, I mean, have years and years of like a friendship or a relationship to kind of go off Mm -hmm. of. So they already kind of like really know the other person. And for us, we were like really new friends when we decided to start this. (laughs) Wow. Kind of funny, but yeah, we had to like learn, you know, who each other was and like what our strengths and weaknesses were and um, kind of how we work together. And then also kind of develop the business and define our roles and, and all of that all at once. So it was definitely a process, but I think, Um, it was definitely something we needed to go through to be able to be where we are now, where we're kind of like more efficient and we have like a system and, um, we kind of have more clear communication. Like at first, you know, I would like be building the website and putting out all these guides and I'm used to just like working with myself and going rogue and like cranking things out, but I'm like an over communicator. So I was like, why are you leaving me in the dark type thing? And she's just not really like that. So it was kind of me having to learn to pull things out of her as well as, Mm -hmm. you know, her just having to learn to like communicate better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's a great way of putting that though, because we did just kind of fall into it. And we're both, um, the benefit of this is that we both tend to jump into change really well in our own personal lives. Um, And I think that made it possible for us to do it. It was just kind of learning how to do it together. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a, it is like, I mean, it's a relationship. It's like a marriage mm-hmm. in many ways. Totally. Yeah. I call it business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's like how people have like a work spouse or, you know, like a work husband or a work wife, you guys, you're, you're yep. each other's wives. That's terrific. Totally. Yep. Yep. So then would you say that, let's say like how many hours a week are you guys working and how much of that time this is if you can quantify it, would you say is working on each of your businesses and then together? I know I kind of laughed at this question because it's like, <laughs> it's so sad. All the time. When you really say it, but my answer is all the time. It's like, um, I mean, some weeks are better organized than others right now with doing a move and, um, you know, moving states and doing all this, we've had to be a little bit more scheduled out than normal because like my weekends are completely packed with packing or something like that, or going away parties or anything like that. But I mean, as a social influencers, I think anyone listening that does that can know that it isn't all the time thing. Like, even if you're an entrepreneur and not just a social influencer, like even if you're not working on something on your website, Um, For instance, I post twice a day on my Instagram almost every day. So that's work in itself. So you're waking up Saturday morning or Sunday morning and still having to post and then engage with people. Um, And then you might like do a brunch and kind of hang out with your husband or take some time off Saturday or Sunday. But um, then there's other Sundays where I'm up until, you know, 1130 doing something for my hot society for Monday or something. So I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me. I don't know if Carol have a better answer, but it's really all over the place. Like we have most of the days during the week are really well scheduled out because we have certain things um, for our personal blogs and certain things for my hot society that go live on specific days. So it's a lot easier to allocate those things out. But the weekend is totally a crapshoot. Sometimes I'm free and living my life. Sometimes I'm like doing two hours of shooting and then writing posts and everything like that. So it's, it's just really up in the air. 
Yeah, it's also weird because it doesn't feel like work. No. Like to have to say, yeah. I'm working these hours and these hours I'm free. Like it's all just kind it of is. living life and doing what I like doing alongside of like, you know, the other stuff. So I guess if I had to put a number on it, like nap time is definitely my like, go get it. Like my my daughter's almost two and she sleeps for like a solid two and a half hours still, which like, I don't know how long that's going to last, but <laughs> Wow. That's, like, that's like my go time. And I just kind of like knock everything out. And then I'm kind of a night owl. So then if there's stuff outside of that, that I really need to do, I'll like stay up all night doing it. And I love, I love that. Like I'm my best at like 12, 12 a.m. Like, you're always like, like a website. Wow. Then. Which is so weird, but like, it's, it's so true. And like yeah. now with um, being pregnant for me, I've found that like, I'll stay up later, but then I don't have the energy to get up. Like I usually did at 7am and kind of start doing things. So I mm-hmm. kind of take my mornings, um, you know, maybe catch up on my phone, but like, I have to eat breakfast. You know, I have to do certain things. I have to stretch like all these new things that I didn't have to do before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's becoming this like additive um, into my day. So I'm learning to kind of schedule around that, but that's like the huge benefit of not having to go through a nine to five job. Like you can do mornings where like, sometimes I'll get up at seven 30 and be doing emails by 8am, you know, and getting through things. And then other mornings I start working at nine 15, but I might take an hour out to work out and then be working until like eight 30 or something. So it's just kind of all over the place, right. which I love mm-hmm. because it doesn't stress you out as much. Cause you can do it whenever you want to make time. For right. It. The funniest thing that I would say is trying to educate your family, like your parents and stuff <laughs> about what you do, because uh-huh. I always have to say like, well, the, you know, we'll go on vacation and visit say my parents and it's like, well, to explain that the internet doesn't shut down, you know, that you can't put mm-hmm. a like, we're on vacation, come back in a week. Like, it just doesn't work that way is always so funny. You know, they're like, you work all the time. And I'm like, well, kind of, but also. It's like what my dad said when like, when we went to Europe, I was obviously like making travel vlogs and everything through it and taking like images and my husband would be like behind me with a camera and stuff and my dad's like this world is just so different these days and I'm like you know (laughs) you know you like you laugh and he's a super successful businessman so I can get where he looks at it but it's like when now that he's started to learn like the success you get from it it's it's just connecting the dots and seeing the success just for being different but Mm -hmm. it's funny because he's like you're always on your phone I'm like well if you got paid money to be on your phone maybe you would do it too I know my like siblings are trained now and we're like planning vacations or like over holidays they'll be like oh we could like go here and like that would be a really good place to take blog pictures and I'm like no you get it can, can we talk about social media you guys yeah, yeah. are very active on Instagram, it sounds like. Instagram mm-hmm. is, is your jam. Mm-hmm. So can you share yeah. a little bit about how you use it? What do you think the best ways are to connect on it? Like, what do you love about Instagram? Yeah, so I think it's kind of like the current go-to platform for influencers, just because that's where a lot of brands kind of want to collaborate with you on, because it's kind of like the hot um, platform. So that's probably why it's our go-to. And CJ probably has a lot of really good tips for you as far as like how to really engage with your followers and connect. She's kind of always full of like 
amazing um, po- pointers that I'm just like, why didn't I know that? No, like Instagram, the biggest thing with it, because I run my societies and then mine as well. And it is really just truly engagement, which can be absolutely exhausting, to be honest. Um, I think trying to be on there all the time um, is what's hard for a lot of people. But um, I think building the most important thing, like the one tip I can give with it is um, like, we love our IG lives on my host society. And though sometimes, you know, people, there won't be 30 people on there every single time we do it or anything like that there, we do a playback and just having that live and making that connection of being real with your followers is the biggest thing people are looking for on Instagram these days. Mm-hmm. Um, they love to see your perfectly curated feed. I don't think that's going away anywhere time, like anytime soon, because people love beautiful images and they love placing themselves in places that they haven't been or in beautiful scenes that they've never been into. Um, So I think people love that. But being through your stories, um, I think is the easiest way like IG lives and stories because you people are yearning for that connection through real life. And once I started like really um, doing that aside from still engaging and um, consistency and posting is a huge thing. I know a ton of people want to take like a week or two off and you need to understand that that's going to hurt hurt your engagement. I think that's like a big thing, but really just being consistent with doing stories and like connecting with your face to people, not just putting your curated image in your story or random things is like what people want to see. They want to know what you're doing. They want to know your side of yourself. That's not perfect. They want to know what you're eating. I think just things like that, um, really makes people want to follow and connect with you and stay around. And at least that's what I found through, my Hot Society and my own blog is just being um, consistent with posting, engaging, and really being active on my stories. Even though I might not look gorgeous in the morning, I'll still just get used to kind of being on there. And people like love it. They love the realness is what I found. So how, Mm -hmm. so you're posting two images a day on your feed and how often are you popping in to do two stories? Um, you know, some days are different than others. Like if I have a super busy day where I need to get multiple posts done, I won't be on there as often just because I I need to focus on like on any other kind of business. But most days, I mean, I can do, you know, 10 to 15 plus stories depending on what's going on. And it could like yesterday, um, I went through like my morning moisturizer routine because my face has been insane with this pregnancy. (laughs) And so hormones are on fleek at an all time high. And so I kind of just went through some of the products I was using. um, And some of like the face masks, masks I just received from a different brand. And I mean, that alone was probably 10 to 15 stories right there. And then like I go through sometimes like when I'm eating because being pregnant, people are really curious. And I've kind of started connecting with all these new <laughs> like moms to be and how you, how you eat and everything. And so, um, even something like that. And then like, if I put on an outfit, I'll do like my OTD and what I'm doing that day. And then like tonight I have like a blogger event. So I'll be kind of storing throughout that whole thing. So it really just depends, but I try and pop on there as much as I can, because I'm not someone some people really focus on creating the perfect story um, and it can take them a long time to get it out there. I just kind of go with it, throw it up there and it is what it is. And then I found it to be really easy to just do a story of like, here's my breakfast. And then I'm typing away at my post five minutes later. It's not like a 30 minute thing to get a few stories up for me. So I keep it very, I'm a very real person. So I just have turned my stories into like, 
literally what I'm doing. <laughs> and Kara, what about you? How often are you posting on your feed and, and what about your stories? So I post like once a day on my feed. I don't do weekends. And occasionally I just take a string of random days off if I just don't feel like doing it because Instagram, like I'm not as um, outgoing as CJ. So like all the engaging stuff can like drain me. Like it's not something that like energizes me. So I like, I love engaging with my followers. Like don't get me wrong, but sometimes I have to like mentally prepare if that makes sense. So if I'm not in the mood to like, really connect with people. I don't want to post because I don't want to be just throwing up a piece of content that's like, you know, something to be looked at. I want it to be engaging and, and kind of like a, a starting point for those conversations. So yeah, sometimes I definitely just take a few days off and like recharge. And so I think it can go either way. Um, yeah. And then stories. Um, so I kind of like creating like graphics. Like I, I still do a bunch of different ones of like things I'm doing. I do like sneak peeks of um, like I just redid my powder bath. So I did like a little sneak peek um, video about that. Um, but I also like to do like graphics, like little videos or moving things or like swipe ups that tell people there's a new post on the blog. So I try to like involve my real life in like kind of what I'm doing. But I would say it's a little bit more of like kind of graphic design type stuff because that's like oh, what that's I really wonderful. enjoy Okay, doing. so so given that you guys have been at this for a while, what is the one piece of advice you wish somebody had told you when you guys were both just starting out? Um, for me personally, I didn't know the blogging world existed. So <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> wish that I had known that was even a big thing and known it was like this business that people were really um, trying to do curated, you know, photos for a behind, like, I guess I, I wish I would have known and would have been told to create a brand around yourself before just like pushing content out. Um, mm -hmm. I was just more of posting, I was enjoying it and everything, but I would still have that same stress that I do today, but I didn't have like a why or a brand behind it. So I think knowing your why and really creating what your brand is and who you are behind your brand is like the most important thing to do before starting out. Because without that, you're just going to go in a circle of posting things and trying to figure out what you want out of each post and changing things up. And if you keep changing things up, it's going to be extremely hard to grow a following instead of knowing your why and knowing your brand and running with that. And then year down the road, you know, if you want to add something in or take something away, you can play with that because you've had this connection. Um, but without knowing that, that's a huge thing that I wish I would have because not knowing the blogging world and then not knowing a brand, it took me you know, twice as long to get to a following, um, that other people can get to, you know, maybe in six months, just because I had no idea what I was doing and what was behind what I was posting. Mm, interesting. Okay. So really kind of having a point of view. Mm -hmm, totally. And knowing what you want people to get from your content instead of just like, here's my outfit, which is great. But like, what do you, what do you hope? Like, how does it help yeah, them? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so without that, it took me, a while. And then once I started figuring that out, that's when I really became, you know, everyday chiffon and what I wanted from it and was able to play around with things and became fun instead of what the heck am I Got doing? It. Okay. And Kara, what about you? <laughs> so I would say like, I wish I knew the importance and value mm -hmm. of community 
which sounds like funny, but as an introvert, like I really didn't know how valuable it was to really have people to like surround yourself with and support you and bounce ideas off of. And um, I was, I'm like a kind of a competitive person just naturally. So in my mind for a while, like community and success were kind of mutually exclusive. It was like, I, I had to go do it on my own and be successful. And, um, but really what I've kind of learned through the whole process and kind of what goes into like my hood society and our community is that like community is a competitive strategy, like to be successful, you need others to support you and help you along the way. Um, and then kind of a second piece of that is like mm. not comparing yourself, um, realizing that the community means that you can look at other people's success and you can like celebrate with them and be excited. But like that success for them isn't what success is going to look like for you. So trying to like achieve that by looking at like what they're doing is going to be really unfulfilling and it's going to lead to burnout and you're not going to find kind of like your best way of doing things and your best like type of success, unless you really kind of dig in and define mm -hmm. that for yourself. I like that. I, like so, that. I, yeah. I think that the same thing, the same themes keep coming through uh, my interviews on, on the blogger genius, which is, it is mm -hmm. about helping each other grow. And it is also about working hard, not to compare yourself. Like those are two themes. Because mm -hmm. when you work together, all of a sudden the internet can feel really small. Like the internet consists of these six other people, you know, that I work with and we all kind of help each other grow, but it's really hard then not to compare yourself to these people. And it's, you lose sight of the scale at which your work, you know, the, the internet is a very big place. So what is the one tool that you guys use that you couldn't live without? Um, I, this one's so yeah, hard. This one's really hard to choose one tool. We both, um, I can let Kara talk more about Canva. We both love, love, love Canva for our personal blogs with creating like Pinterest images and that kind of stuff. But, um, I don't think she could live without Canva for my hope society. Would that be right? That'd like be your one thing. For yeah, society. Oh, correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then for me, for my hope society, um, and still my personal blogs, I couldn't live without like Planoly, um, and or social pilot. They're kind of, they're different apps totally, but like they do some of the same mm -hmm. things or scheduling Got for it. social media, um, which like Planoly really like, uh, lets you help see your feed. And like for my hope society with running my own social media, I have, I have been in the great habit of like planning every caption out and every photo out Monday morning or Sunday night, um, and has that on auto post. So I can still go on there and engage with everyone, but it's more about like when I want to do that, instead of having to like have a specific high point to do it at as well as my own blog. Um, so planningly for my own blog, I don't do auto piloting, but I'm able to kind of like, um, figure out my feed from there, which really helps my weeks go by a lot easier if I'll ever already have like an image and a caption kind of ready. And then social pilots huge because we try and reach people on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, like a Denver blogger page, our My Hope Society page. And then we also have like our own personal ones hooked up to that. And so as a business, you know, 
Kara can go ahead and create these super cute things on Canva with like videos and everything and these really cute graphics. And then I'll just go in there being the community person and make like a really fun caption for it. And then I'll actually go ahead and schedule everything out for like weeks and months in advance. So we're consistently posting on Facebook, Twitter, um, and LinkedIn every single day, if not, you know, two to three times a day with different things. So all of our things are constantly being pushed out there without us having to do a ton of work and people can continue to see us as like a resource. Um, so those would be the two that like, I cannot live without with social media um, just because with how much scheduling it goes into behind two different platforms, it's huge to be able to have things to be scheduled out and really only use, you know, an hour or two out of my Mondays to kind of get it all set and then just have to poke around and fix things okay. as I go. And how about you, Kara? Oh yeah. Canva is my number one. Like I, I mean, I can do all the design and like Photoshop and InDesign, but Canva is just so easy. Like once you have, we have like templates set up where we make like, for example, like Pinterest images for every single blog post. So that at the bottom, there's like a couple mm -hmm. images that people can pin to save the post. So like having templates set up for those, or I also use them a lot to make like Ooh, Instagram uh -huh. stories, like swipe ups or little like moving video gifts. So um, just having like a template and then I like just make a bunch of different copies and move stuff around and they're like, Oh, it's so easy. It's amazing. And you can also like, I have it for my personal blog where like my fonts are uploaded and my colors are uploaded so that, um, I can like use my actual like font that is my branding and everything is like ready to go. Oh, so, I yeah, love Canva it. Is, All right. You guys, like, so how can people connect with you? How can they learn more about, uh, my host society and also your individual sites? Um, yeah, so we're all over social um, as My Hood Society. So like Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter, H Instagram. H-A-U-T-E. And hope means like classy, fashionable. So that's kind of why we chose that name. <laughs> I like thought it was hot for the longest time. Like even when we named it, I was like, CJ's just saying hope because she's from like the Midwest. Like that's not how you say it. But yeah, definitely it's hope. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then our website is myhotesociety.com and we have like a ton of blog posts. That's where you can find like our podcast, all our resources. If you're interested in like looking into membership, you can just go to like myhotesociety.com slash join and learn all about that. And then I, my own blog is brighter bold. Um, so that's brighter, like a bright light and then bold. And it is all over, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all of that. And then just brighterbold.com for your and blog. And mine is Everyday Chiffon and it's C-H-I-F-F-O-N for chiffon. I get asked that a lot and it's like a type of material. Mm. It's my favorite one that I found that I wore the most. That's why I named it that. But I am all over everything as well. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, um, probably more that I don't even know that I'm still on somewhere. <laughs> and then it's everydayshiffon.com for um, oh, my Oh, Kara website. and CJ, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Yeah, of course. Thanks thank for you having so us. Thanks for having us. Fun. Are you trying to grow your social media followers and email subscribers? 
Well, if you've got two minutes, I've got a product for you. It's Milo Tree. Milo Tree is a smart pop-up slider that you install on your site and it pops up and asks your visitors to follow you on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, or subscribe to your list. It takes two minutes to install. We offer a WordPress plugin or a simple line of code and it's Google friendly on mobile and desktop. So we know where your traffic is coming from. We show a Google friendly pop-up on desktop and a smaller Google friendly pop-up on mobile. Check it out, sign up today and get your first 30 days free. 